On tomorrow night, the young men of Alabama football and others pursuing the aspirations to play in the pros will become instant multimillionaires. We are at the eve of the NFL draft, and you are rocking and rolling right now with the best and the badness. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, the hype man, when it comes to talking Alabama football news. This is, in my own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming you the show on YouTube, speaking of the channel. Go ahead right now, give us a, give us a thumbs up. Give us a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news, notes, information, and material on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. Also, we're not only streaming you the show on YouTube, we got you covered also on Facebook and Twitter as well. All forms of social media got you locked and loaded, set to go. To talk your crimson tie and there's a lot to discuss on this evening i mean coach saban the university of alabama trying to tie the 2004 miami hurricanes for the most draft picks or the most first round picks miami had six during that 2004 venue can alabama tie that team that looks to do that we're gonna bring back our famous lock or drop game the nfl draft edition gonna be fun bringing back matt cadell former alabama wide receiver to play that game a little bit later on in the show and then you know i'm gonna give my reaction to something that nick saban stated this week about how the two biggest words when it comes down to the draft are and and but when you discuss the evaluations for these players for the draft. So, want to hear from you today, the Tide Nation, 205-448-1358. That is number to call to let your voice be heard here on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. Got to shout out my man, John Ivory, in the production studio one time, handling the ones and twos there. Also, Gotta pay my utmost homage and respect to yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of the April 27th, 2011 tornado and something that really touched everybody and it still touches everybody in Tuscaloosa and surrounding areas, Birmingham as well. It was, a, it was a Wednesday at that point in time where, you know, you looked at the weather forecast, you saw the meteorologists say, you know, bad weather coming, inclement weather coming. But at that time, I mean, for a lot of us, we had heard the word tornado so many times that we became immune to it. It was like, eh, it's probably not going to happen, but it did happen, and it changed our lives forever. I mean... Businesses were lost, possessions were lost, lives were lost, people were taken. Uh, Tuscaloosa at one point in time looked like you were coming out of a horror film. It, it was really, really bad at that point in time. But like all tragedies do, you find a way to make it a triumph. And Coach Saban and the University of Alabama, he, he challenged the players to go out there to help the community, to give back to the community, to be one with that community. And as much as we as people enjoy, you know, having buildings being brought back to life and infrastructure being back and, you know, restaurants being built and stores being built and projects coming back up, what we enjoy more so than everything else is football, is athletics. And seeing how the football team was able to give back in the community in a way where, 2011, uh, this team won a national championship, uh, beating LSU in the rematch at the Louisiana Superdome, you no, know, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, oh, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, you know, beating the Tigers 21 to nothing, and then coming back to, you know, go back-to-back -back national champions in the 2012 campaign, just really, really special. So to go from having the tragedy of a tornado to the triumph of what we've been able to see Tuscaloosa and the state of Alabama as a whole become the risen phoenix. Just a very special moment there indeed as we have all taken some time to reflect on that. But we jump in now. Topic number one of the conversation on this evening, and it's going to one Mac Jones and the San Francisco 49ers. We have heard so much talk about, at first, 
The 49ers were locked and sold on getting Mac Jones with the number three overall pick. Uh, John Lynch, as the general manager, he was all in on it. Kyle Shanahan, as the head coach, he was all in on it. The team felt like, you know, weeks back, they were all in on Mac Jones being the guy at the number three overall pick. But since then, there has been so much going on where the front office of the 49ers are concerned. And according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, he reports that at this point, San Francisco has five guys that they're looking at. And one in particular just so happens to be Trey Lance, the young man from North Dakota State, of whom did not have a season, did not play in the 2020 campaign. But according to Schefter citing sources from the 49ers camp, what's being told is uh, Trey Lance has closed the gap. Uh, they really like Trey Lance and San Fran. They feel like he's the smartest guy in the room, the smartest guy on the board, you know, high ceiling, big athleticism, big potential, big ability. You got to take Trey Lance. You got to take Trey Lance. You got to take Trey Lance. So th this is what is going on here in the room where the 49ers are concerned. Now, for me, I would say with I would say dance with the name that got you to this point, and that name is being Mac Jones. This was the guy that you wanted from the jump, from the start. And to me, when I look at Kyle Shanahan, I see someone that understands, look, I'm in a tough division. The NFC West is no cupcake. It's, this is no laughing matter. I have to deal with Sean McVay of the L.A. Rams, who people are saying he's a young Bill Belichick, and Sean McVay is about winning right now. Heck, he swapped a first-round pick quarterback for another first-round pick quarterback, giving up Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford, and he feels like he can win a Super Bowl with one Matthew Stafford. And then Kyle Shanahan has to deal with an aggressive Pete Carroll in his own division. Now, of course, I want the Seahawks to do right, by Russell Wilson. He's 32 years of age. He's a Super Bowl champion. Should be a two-time Super Bowl champion, but that's neither here nor there. He's an eight-time NFL uh, Pro Bowl selection. But you look at you got you know, Pete Carroll to deal with. And then you've gotten Cliff Kingsbury to deal with, and a young coach of whom he's got Kyler Murray at quarterback, who's young, who's skilled, who's athletic, and you got weapons around him. So Kyle Shanahan's like, I got to win now. I got to get a guy that can help me win now because I'm in a tough division. And uh, what's equivalent to the NFL? How about the SEC in college football? Mac Jones has played in a conference that resembles the NFC West. And, and playing in the SEC, Mac had to deal with the toughest competition, the toughest defensive players, the toughest defensive coordinators, the toughest defensive-minded head coaches. He had to deal with the physicality that is the SEC and throughout his long season as a starter for the Crimson Tide, he was met with games that the national media kept saying, you know, against Georgia, this is the best defense Kirby Smart has ever had on paper. I don't know if Mac Jones can handle this. Going down the LSU, you're going down to the Bayou where Mike the Tiger, and they get drunk and they go crazy on Bourbon Street where New Orleans is concerned. But Baton Rouge, they're about that life right there. I don't know if Mac Jones can take that defense just down there at LSU. Oh, but look at Auburn. You know, Kevin Steele, he keeps him a great defense. I don't know if Mac Jones can penetrate that Auburn force field right there. Oh, but look at Florida. You know, Florida got that defense. Mac Jones, every time it was brought up of how much the defense that the opposing team had would be better than him, uh, Mac Jones put out his best brand of football there on the field. And even when it came down to the college football playoff against Notre Dame, in Ohio State, Mac did something that not many quarterbacks do. He completed 80% of his passes in the CFP. So he knows what it's like to play physical, physical football in a tough conference and in a tough division. So he knows what Kyle Shanahan is going through, and he's a guy that can win right now with Coach Shanahan. But 
Here's where the personnel group comes in where they're saying, well, Coach Shanahan, we know you like Mac Jones, but Trey Lance, you can't give up Trey Lance, baby. No, Trey Lance is sex appeal, baby. Trey Lance is right now in a fail. Trey Lance is you got to be able to move and be athletic and wow and sell seats and sell jerseys and sell popcorn and sell bobbleheads and sell hot dogs and beer. You can't do that with Mac Jones. You can't sell with Mac Jones. You can only sell with Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to sell because he represents the modern-day quarterback. You got to move. You got to move. You got to run. You got to be athletic, athletic, athletic. I've said this before. Quarterbacks in football are like point guards in basketball. Athleticism's fun. Athleticism is great, but once that body breaks down, you got to be able to have that mid-range game. You got to be able to have that three-point shot. Same thing in football, being able to run around, hats off fine and dandy. But when your body's taking them hits, can you be able to distribute the ball and be a pinpoint passer with accuracy down the field? That's the big thing here. But in the event that uh, Kyle Shanahan listens to everybody else and not his gut and not his mindset and not his research that he's done on Mac Jones. If Kyle Shanahan takes Trey Lance, here are two teams that I feel like will get Mac Jones with the quickness. Number one, the New England Patriots at at the number 15th overall pick. There is a sense of urgency going on in New England. Bill Belichick knows that the vice grip he has had on the AFC East for the last 20 years, he no longer has it anymore. The Buffalo Bills are really, really good. The Miami Dolphins feel like in year two of Tua Tagovailoa, they're going to take that jump. And the New York Jets and the New York Jets have hitched everything but the kitchen sink to one Zach Wilson out of BYU. That's going to be their projected draft pick right there. So when you look at Bill O'Brien. Prior to him, when you look at Bill Belichick, excuse me, prior to prior to he and Tom Brady part, parting ways there, people always want to know, you know, who really gets that Patriot way in motion? Is it Bill Belichick or is it Tom Brady? Is it Belichick or is it Brady? Is it Brady or is it Belichick? At some point, one of these two is going to leave, and then we're going to see who really runs that program. Well, uh, Brady left Belichick uh, prior to the 2020 campaign. He goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He wins a Super Bowl, and everybody's like, whoa, well, it's, Be- it's Brady. Maybe it's not Belichick. Maybe Belichick is not what we thought he was. Maybe Brady really does a thing. Maybe Brady puts that cream in that coffee. Maybe Brady is the real deal. Maybe Brady is what causes New England to thrive and not Belichick. We all know Bill Belichick is not a gracious loser. It doesn't matter if he's playing Chinese checkers or what he's playing. He doesn't like to lose, and he's not going to be the butt of the joke in this divorce here from Brady. And you've got Tom Brady 2.0 in this draft when you talk Mac Jones. If you discuss the stories of Jones and Brady, they line up. They're very similar. Both guys were not highly recruited coming out of high school. Uh, Both guys had to battle other quarterbacks in college to get the starting job. Mack at Alabama, of course, Brady at Michigan. Once they got the starting job, both guys had to fend off talented guys to keep the starting job. Mack Jones had to fend off, of course, uh, Bryce Young. Tom Brady had to fend off Drew Henson. We we all know the story there. They were both doubted in the NFL draft process. Tom Brady, a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Mack Jones looking to do or have that type of success. If not New England, then keep your eyes on the Washington football team at the 19th overall pick. They've got some things that are very similar to what Mack had at Alabama. you got the tough defensive head coach and Ron Rivera. You've already got the Alabama defense already over there in Washington with the likes of Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and those guys. They've got some good young receivers. So if the Patriots don't make the move, look for the Washington football team at the 19th overall pick to potentially make that move. But the question is, the man Kyle Shanahan, does he go with his mind, with his research, or does he let the the team uh, or the, the guys in the front office pull him away from what his move wants to be 
which would be they were to take Trey Lance over Mac Jones. We'll see what happens. But, folks, we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we go to, we go, we go to your phone calls, your thoughts, a, a conversation, a dialogue with you, the Tide Nation, right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. As we are back in from the break here, folks, on the NFL Draft Edition, or Bama Football in the NFL Draft Edition, on the hottest show on the streets, number one forum for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We got a few super chats to get to before we get into the call topic, with the call lines and the call topic of the day. First and foremost, Jimmy Clay, starting us off that $25 in the super chat donations. Appreciate that love from Jimmy, the bad man baddest donator in the game clay and also new jack comes in here new jack with that 888 and the super chats appreciate that from new jack we also got gucci todd that 20 dollar donation coming from him gucci todd appreciate that love there and then jimmy clay boom baby jimmy clay again baby that 22 dollar donation Coming from him, the daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met because of you, the Alabama football fans, helping us out here on the show. But like I said, the call call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. As you're getting your thoughts in the call into the show here on this evening topic goes to sec media days 2021 sec football media days the schedule is out it has been announced it will be on site not virtual on site this year at the uh, Hyatt Re- at the Hyatt Regency slash Winfrey Hotel here in Birmingham, and it will, it will go from Ju- it will go from July 19th to the 22nd. Coach Saban will speak on July 21st. He and the Crimson Tide. It's always awesome because the media days is the unofficial kickoff to the return of college football. You've got the fans. Inside the Winfrey Hotel, you got the coaches inside the hotel. You got a whole flock of media inside the hotel. You got Radio Row uh, on the front, uh, downstairs on the front row. Just so much action going on during the week of the media days. And you get coaches that, that will be addressed with crazy questions. Do we get Nick Saban flying off the handle? Do we get other coaches flying off the, off the handle? Who knows? Yours truly and the rest of Touchdown Alabama Magazine will be in attendance checking out the media days. But we take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Roll Tide, Stephen. How you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good as New Jack. New Jack, what's happening with you, baby? Oh, you know, I I, I want to call in because... You know, I want to say something about the draft. You know, I'm excited about the draft. A lot of players about to become rich. You know, that's only fair. Um, I want to ask, did I dream this? Because I didn't, I didn't see the show on Friday. But did I see something that Bobby Humphrey was going to be on the show? You, didn't, you did not dream that, uh, New Jack. Bobby Humphrey was actually on the show last week. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't know how I missed it because I was looking for it on Friday. And uh, and then on Saturday, I got something. You did a recruiting update or something. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I got to go back and uh, listen to that Bobby Humphrey. And I want to say hello to Matt Cadell. 
I don't know if y'all remember, you know, how it went with Matt Cadell, but, you know, while Shula was there, he was not, you know, I, I didn't hear about Matt Cadell, but when Saban got there, you could tell Matt Cadell was somebody that really bought into the process because he got a lot of playing time in 07. I remember, and he was a great player. I know he's been on the show before, but I just thought I'd mention that I remember Matt Cadell from, you know, the transition. Absolutely. He caught that, that game-winning touchdown pass for the tie in 07 against Arkansas. Absolutely new, Jack. We appreciate the call coming from him starting us off here on the show. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Steve. What's going on, man? Going well on yourself? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, I have a question, man. Um, the uh, the draft is, what, uh, tomorrow night? And I'm just um, I'm pretty excited. I mean, how many Alabama guys do you kind of think are going to go in that first round? I'm kind of hoping that Matt Jones doesn't go to the 49ers, man. But um, I will be excited if he's in the top five, though. I think Alabama can get six in there. Coach Saban is trying to tie the 2004 Miami Hurricanes for the most uh, to get selected in the in a single draft uh, event. I know Miami had six in 04, so Saban's trying to get six. Four are going to get in automatically because I think Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Patrick Sertan, they'll all get in. For me, it, it comes down to where does Najee Harris and uh, Christian Barmore fall? Because the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're jockeying for Najee. And then Barmore could go 11 to the Giants. He could go 22 to the Titans. He can go 32 to the Buccaneers. So uh, Harris and Barmore are the two I'll be keeping a close eye on tomorrow night. Dude. Dude. We could get eight, man. We could get eight. We can get Leatherwood, Dickerson. That could be eight, dude. It could be, man. It, 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 it's kind it of could what I'm be. thinking. I'm thinking we could set the freaking uh, record and, and just pile it on him, man. I mean, you know what? You know what? I will keep that in mind. John Ivory put that on the board. If Alabama gets eight, that caller, if Alabama gets eight, then, my man, you are the real deal. We appreciate that caller calling in right there. I, I, would, I would not be upset if Alabama could get eight. If Alabama could get eight and shatter that record, because I think Dickerson deserves to go in there, and he should. You know, I know he was hurt, but if not for the injury, he would be going in there. I think if Leatherwood would have had a bit better performance at the Senior Bowl, Leatherwood could have went in there. And if Dylan Moses would have been healthy and played all out this past season. Moses could have gotten in there. But for me, I definitely see Alabama tying the Miami Hurricanes with six. But uh, as always, people, the SEC Football Media Days will be on site this year at the Hyatt Regency at the Hyatt Regency Winfrey Hotel here in Birmingham from July 19th to the 22nd. Alabama will speak on the 21st. But we take our next break here on the show. But don't touch that down because when we return, we bring back the famous lock or drop game. NFL draft edition of lock or drop. And you will hear from Matt Cadell right after this. At the start of the fourth quarter, we throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. 
As we are back inside from the break, folks, on the number one ticket for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, the NFL Draft Edition. We go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up my man, former Alabama football wide receiver, playing from 2003 to 07. We bring in Matt Cadell in the building to return the famous lock or drop game. Matt, how you feeling right now? How you feeling, baby? I'm very excited. I can't wait for this draft to get started and I'm ready to talk some draft with you. Absolutely. We got Matt Cadell right here on the show, people. The lock, the, the lock or drop game is back. Alabama in the NFL draft edition. So, Matt, let's do this right here. So, Nick Saban, Crimson Tide, it's trying to tie the 2004 Miami Hurricanes in having the most First-round draft picks in a single venue, a single event, single setting with six. Does Alabama get this done, Matt, lock or drop? I have a lock. I have a lock. I think Alabama does this. Um, you know, I think Mac comes off early. I think it's Mac, Devontae, Waddle, Sertan. That puts you at four. Then I think Najee goes in the 20s. And I think somebody like the Buccaneers or – the Ravens or the Chiefs, um, well, the Chiefs traded their pick. Maybe somebody like the Bucks or um, Ravens try to get a center in Landon Dickerson. And don't Ooh. maybe possibility Leatherwood coming in. Like that, like that. So you got love for the offensive lineman going to either a Dickerson or a Leatherwood going in as that sixth guy. I like that. So I'm going to lock it as well on my end. I'm going to lock it on my end. I think Mac, Smitty, Waddle, Sertan, those are all locks. Those four will all go. I see Najee Harris going 24 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Najee goes there. I look at Christian Barmore as the sixth guy. Barmore could either go 22 to the Titans because the Titans need edge rushers or due to the fact that I don't think the Buccaneers will sign all of its main defensive players back from last year's Super Bowl team, I think the Bucs could get Barmore at pick number 32. So you have, you have an offensive lineman going as your sixth guy. I have a defensive line going potentially and Christian Barmore. So I like that right there. As we move on to the second thought, we look at the wide receivers. As we size up here, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Will both guys be both guys will get taken in the top ten? Lock or drop, Matt, for Waddle and uh, Smitty getting taken in the top ten. I have a drop. Um, I think that you look at Detroit at seven, obviously Miami at six, um, Carolina. I think they go with a quarterback, and I think Denver goes with a DB. And I think the Cowboys go with uh, offensive lineman or defensive back. So that only leaves room for maybe two receivers to go in the top 10 uh, with either Cincinnati or Miami. So I think either Devontae or Chase or Waddle and Chase are going to be in that top 10. So I just think it's going to be one. So I have drop on that. I have drop as well on that one just due to when I look at Miami at number six, they're starting to really fall all the more in love with Jamar Chase that pick if they don't take Chase, but I think the Dolphins would go with Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, with that number six pick. I do see the Detroit Lions at number seven taking Smitty as a route runner to put with Jared Goff. I think Jalen Waddle possibly gets out of that top ten. He could go 11 to the Giants. Keep an eye on that. If he doesn't go 11 to the Giants, then I say watch the uh, – Watch the Arizona Cardinals at 16. Waddle could be a huge fit there in Arizona at 16, but I'm dropping that along with you, Matt. I just feel like Miami at number six, they like Jamar Chase. If not Chase, I can see them taking Kyle Pitts from Florida as well. But I think one of those two, not both, between Waddle and Smitty will get in that top ten. Moving on now to the third conversation here, and it goes to Mac Jones. The San Francisco 49ers have a huge conundrum going on here, Mac. Of course you know this. Adam Schefter coming out saying the 49ers don't know what they want. At one moment they want Mac Jones. The next moment, the next moment they got five guys on their mind. So at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, uh, when the 49ers make their pick, Will it be Mac Jones at number three, Matt? I have a lock. Lock it in. I think Mac Jones is the guy. Um, just look at Shanahan. He's like Shark. Um, they're kind of the same mind, offensive mind. They love quarterbacks that can think 
quickly, understand the defense, get the ball out to playmakers. Um, and I think Mac is one of them, probably one of my top three quarterbacks in the draft. I have him ahead of Lance. I have him ahead of Wilson. Um, I think he's right there with Fields, Lawrence, and I think Mac is the third off the board on my top three. So I got it locked. I think uh, Shanahan just fell in love with Mac Jones and Alabama offense. You know, he ran some of the plays last year. Um, so I got locked for Mac Jones at three. You got locked for Mac. I mean, uh, Cadell, folks are going to call me crazy, but I'm going to go drop here. And the reason why I'm going to I'm, I'm drop this, as much as I want to see Shanahan take Mac, I feel like the personnel department is going to get into Shanahan's head and override it. They're already talking about Trey Lance is this, Trey Lance is that. He gives you more mobility, higher ceiling. We got to be able to sell. We got to be able to have the quarterbacks to compete with what we got to face here in this vaunted NFC West. And I know how much Shanahan loves Mac Jones. And I know how much Shanahan is a win now guy. But I feel like the personnel department in the room, they're going to over override it. They're going to take Trey Lance. I hope it doesn't happen, but in my heart of hearts, I feel like the personal department, they're going to override Shanahan, and they're going to take Trey Lance there at the third overall pick. But we move on here to uh, one Najee Harris. Now, people talk about Travis Etienne, Matt, uh, Matt. I mean, people talk about Etienne. People talk about Javante Williams out of North Carolina. But Najee Harris is the most complete back in this draft class. Is he the first running back off the board? I'm going to say lock it up, lock the keys, and throw them away. I think Najee is that guy. From ETN, I've only heard maybe one team associated with him, but with Najee, I've heard the Dolphins at 18. I've heard, um, you know, Pittsburgh at 24, uh, the Bills uh, at 30. Um, possibly, the, I'm hearing late rumbles of San Francisco possibly trading back in late in the first round to get Najee. So I'm hearing more teams associated with Najee, so I think he will be the first uh, back off the board. Um, and that's my lock. I'm right there with you, Matt. I mean, if, 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 you, if you don't lock this in and throw away the key, I'm probably going to have to commit mass murder. <laughs> if, you, if you don't lock this in <laughs> and throw away the key, I mean, Najee Harris is the modern-day back. And I've mentioned this before. He is the Christian McCaffrey. He is the Dalvin Cook. He is the Alvin Kamara, even at 6'2", 230 pounds, built like a, like a middle linebacker. But he's got the power to truck you over, to run in between the tackles. He's got the speed to bounce plays outside. And he's got the athleticism to stiff-arm you, spin-move you, hurdle you. Uh, just so much elusiveness, evasiveness. Athleticism, I mean, as far as catching the ball out of the backfield, one of the best, if not the best, doing it. The last two years at Bama, Najee, 70 catches, 729 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns. I'm locking this in. The brother will be the first back taken off the board. But that'd be the locker drop game part, Matt. Uh, Matt. But I got two final quick questions here for you. you know, so, number one, of the guys that can go in the first round here for Bama, who, who do you see having the best rookie season? Whew, that's a great question because I'm so high on all these guys. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to go and go with Najee. I think if he goes with the Steelers, um, they they probably would draft. They have no running backs, basically. And I think they would get offensive line later in the draft. But he comes in a great situation with Big Ben, with Juju Smith-Sucher, with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. I think they will spread him out, use him in the passing game, uh, and just help him in the running game. So I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I mean, last quick one right here, Matt. When, when, when you discuss just which of these guys can have the best career, and I know you just mentioned you're high on all of these guys, but if you had to pick one that at the end of the day could have the best career, who would it be? Whew, this is a tough question. Oh, my gosh. It's hard. You know, I love Waddle. I love Devontae. I love Mac. Uh, and I love Sertain. Um, I think for me, uh, I think it, it depends on the situation. I, I think I'm gonna go with Sertain just because I, like I see that. him at I see him at Denver and Dallas, and you know, uh, the the defense, the head coach at I think Fenji, I forgot what's his name at Denver. You know, he likes to play defense, have good corners, and I think Dallas with Dan Quinn. You know, he had, what he had with Richard Sherman in Seattle, that secondary. I think. 
that's going to separate uh, Patrick Sertain and have, make him have a better career. Absolutely there. I like what Dan Quinn's got going there in Dallas and putting him uh, to put Sertan with Trayvon Diggs would be a huge deal. Two former Bama cornerbacks anchoring that secondary down there in Big D. But we appreciate Matt Cadell, former Alabama wide receiver, joining us here on the show, bringing back the famous lock or drop game, Bama in the NFL Draft Edition. Matt, we appreciate you so much coming in here, spending time with us on the show. Stay, uh, take, uh, stay safe, man. Take care of you yourself be good enjoy the draft don't have too much food but enjoy the draft my man <laughs> thank you thank you to all the fans subscribe to tda and roll tide absolutely appreciate that love they're coming from our from one matt cadell former alabama receiver that was fun bring about that knock or drop game talking bama in the nfl draft we'll go to a break right now folks don't touch that down because upon our return we jump back into the phone lines to engage you in a conversation with you but tied faithful right after this don't touch that dial call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on in my own words with stephen m smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter visit we own the fourth quarter.com now to get your four finger bling necklace know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We are back in, folks, from the break of a number one form for all things Bama. Football news, in my own words, George truly Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine talking some crimson tie in the NFL draft as we are on the eve of the draft. Draft starts on tomorrow live from Cleveland, Ohio. But we're back into the call segment. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And we grab a call right now. For my man, Senator, the pimp man, Hines. Senator, what's going on, my man? How you feeling? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. Tomorrow is the draft. These young brothers are about to become multimillionaires. All I ask is, can Steve get a stack? Can Steve and them get a stack? <laughs> exactly. That's all I just that's going to have them chill all them Saturdays. We are just, just send me about $1,000. I'll be good. I ain't going to be greedy. You know what I'm saying? Hook the brother up. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm glad I was able to call in tonight too, Stephen, because um, I run this little sports talk, sports trash talk group on Facebook, and man, um, a Florida State fan had the nerve to post something about Mac Jones, um, possibly being drafted by. He's also a 49ers fan, and um, he was saying it'll be another wasted draft pick and all this other stuff. And I was like, man, I don't think y'all understand the type of system Mac Jones will be, will be going into. Um, the type of quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has always had success with in all of his offenses when they've been successful and threatening. Um, the 49ers, uh, they would have to add maybe one or two more offensive weapons on on um, on the outside to to really, uh, you know, complete what they currently have. But right now, if Mac Jones was to step in, they would be a middle of the pack team right now, um, and he he could push to start, you know, in in uh, San Francisco. Um, but schematically, Mac Jones is your fit. You look at Trey Lance and you look at his stats and his film, Trey Lance is a one-dimensional quarterback who made plays against lesser talent. Let's just call it. You know, you heck of an athlete, but you're a one-dimensional quarterback who made 
passing plays against uh, uh, less talent. Um, you couldn't do that if you was playing at Mississippi State and you had to see Alabama, LSU, and Auburn every year. You know, you couldn't do that. And I don't, I don't believe he could have did that in the ACC, which is why he didn't go there. You know, so um, maybe it wasn't because of looks or whatever, but something was missing. You know, um, I think the only quarterback that we've seen come from that D2 level or anything, um, D1, AA, uh, D2, that, that recently that's had some success, is Carson Wentz. And you see how he went after his second year. So um, everybody keeps talking about Mac Jones and Buzz. They, they, they need to go look at the stats. It ain't just because he had four NFL wide receivers, well, shoot, uh, two this past season. Um, but it's not only because of that. He, don't, he really only had one top draft NFL uh, wide receiver the whole season. Uh, Jalen Waddle played what four games, four games this year, right? And you still had the number one offense in the league. You still was top five in passing yards per game. You was number number one or number two in uh, passing efficiency, completion percentage in the, in the nation. Like it, you can't you can't argue with the stats. The stats are are there. Um, Georgia had just as many weapons at running back and wide receiver as we did. What did they quarterbacks do? Fail. You know. So um, that's all I wanted to weigh in on when it came to this draft and Mac Jones, man. But overall, I agree with uh coach Matt too. Uh Matt Cadell talking about Sertan. Um that guy's gonna last a long time in the league, man. And that's all I got to say. Um appreciate you taking my call again, Steven. Shout out to the T A fam. I love y'all man. Keep this thing going. All right, Steven, take care, brother. Appreciate the call that coming from our own Senator Hines getting us started here with the second call segment here on the show. We go to another call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going on with your big talk? What's happening with you? Hey, not much, big dog. Hey, with my cowboy taking, who are we taking with the, from Alabama, big dog? Cowboys taking Patrick Sertan, baby. They taking cornerback Patrick Sertan with that 10th pick and making that secondary do what it do. Oh, okay, okay. I, I can deal with that. All right, big dog. I'm going to get the confirmation for the inside of big dog. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate that call right there. Talking about the Dallas Cowboys in terms of the draft. I, 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 the Cowboys are taking Sertan. I know Jerry Jones is starting to kind of have this infatuation with Kyle Pitts. I don't think Kyle Pitts lasts to the number 10, over, the 10th overall pick. But if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm taking Patrick Sertan. I've already seen one of my guys, Trayvon Diggs, lobbying all offseason long. You got to take Sertan. You got to take Sertan. You got to put me back with my little bro from Bama so we can run the secondary. And if you look at it, in the history of the Cowboys, especially with Jerry Jones as the owner, the, the, the main issue has always kind of been the defensive secondary. And if you get Sertan, now you put him in a spot where he's only going to be better competing against Michael Gang, up Amari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb in practice every day. That's only going to make him better. But also, people, i got to remind you guys of mybookie.ag. That is mybookie.ag sponsored a touchdown Alabama magazine. So if you're feeling lucky, you're feeling fortunate, you feel like you got the skills to pay the bills and wagering on the Alabama football games or any games for that matter, you check out our guys at mybookie.ag. You make the right play and sign up today. And when you do, you use the promo code TD Alabama to get your deposit matched halfway. That's all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Check them out right now. Mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. We grab another call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Stephen M. It's uh, Robert from Mobile. Rob, what's happening with you? Yeah, the echo what Senator uh, said. Senator, I said earlier. You know, I'm just also not getting this uh, this phenomenon that seems to be going on in the NFL with quarterbacks these days. That a lot of people or a lot of analysts or whoever think you have to have a quarterback that's going to rush for a hundred yards in a game or or whatever. And that I mean, the last several Super Bowls you've seen one over the over in my lifetime. Have been run one with pure pocket quarterback. The vast majority is not even close. I mean, maybe uh, uh, Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and even those guys. They, it was like they were running for two hundred yards in those games when they won those Super Bowls. 
And then, Robert, Robert, you bring up a good point there with, uh, with Russell Wilson. Keep in mind, that was more so of the defense and Marshawn Lynch, too. Exactly. And the last Super Bowl won by Tom Brady, uh, Mac Jones is, t- is twice more athletic than him, and he just won a Super Bowl. And so I, I just i am not getting this, not this notion that Mac Jones, because he's not the most athletic quarterback in college football, that somehow you can you can ignore everything that he's done. The guy has the highest uh, completion percentage in the history of college football. If I'm not wrong, that used to matter. That used to be the thing you look for. That means he doesn't make smart decisions in the pocket, doesn't get rattled, and people want to give all the credit. You know, you, if you're Mac Jones, you almost have to feel insulted, as if I did nothing. All I just did was inherit a great system. I guess because they go by AJ and Greg McElroy. And he's Mac Jones is twice as talented as AJ and McElroy. I like AJ, I like McElroy, but Mac Jones is better than they are. He's better than Tua. That I mean, not I'm just it's splitting hairs. He's not he's not like like he is better than Tua. It's a hair, and the only thing that makes it better than Tua in my mind is that he stays healthier. That's it. But I mean, but that, but that's a big factor. But that's a factor. So it's it's I, they're insulting the guy by giving his credit the, the vast majority of his success to his receivers, and and like the Senator said, hey, in the second he he was without one of his receivers, prime prime guys. All season long, they won't say he had four good guys. No, he didn't. It wasn't four. It was you know the two. And of course, Mechie is good too. No, no, no nothing away anything from Mechie. But he was without Waddle and for the from a huge chunk of the season. And in the second half of the national championship game, he was without Devontae Smith and a hobbling Jalen Waddle at a point in time when Ohio State still could have won that game. So it's what does the guy have to do to get some respect? This now I hope he falls to the Steelers, although I want Najee the Steelers too, so I'm kind of, okay, who's going on, Najee or Mac Jones? And, of course, he, uh, Belichick will not let him go. I don't like New England because I'm a Steelers fan, but, yeah, he he would thrive in Belichick's systems as, system as well. So I don't, I just don't understand this this idea. Then it makes it seem like quarterbacks running for 70, 80 yards in a, a game has won the majority of the Super Bowl when they are the exception, not the rule. Good point there, Robert. Good point there. Appreciate that call coming uh, from Robert out of Mobile right there. I mean, uh, I'm excited for this draft. I'm excited to see where these guys fall, who goes where, and uh, for these Alabama guys to really make a huge name for themselves. But quick topic right now before, 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 before we're going to break here, and it goes to two former Bama guys in the NFL, Deron Payne of the Washington football team and Minka Fitzpatrick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both individuals got the fifth-year exercise on their contracts for their respective teams. So Payne and Fitzpatrick getting that money, getting that paper. Kudos to both of those two guys getting that fifth-year exercise on their contracts but we take a break right now upon our return we will dive into a conversation of me reacting on uh, Nick Saban discussing the two most important words when it comes down to NFL draft evaluations we'll talk about that after this Avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. 
All right, people, we are back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets. Number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on the eve of the NFL draft. Draft taking place tomorrow at Cleveland, Ohio. Crimson Tide trying to get or tie the Miami Hurricanes from 2004, as I should say, with the most picks in a single draft event, draft venue, that being six. But... Before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So, for all of you fans still overjoyed from the Tides National Championship, we want you guys to check out our championship collection merch. Now, this means you grab you an 18 of them things, folk, hoodie, T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 national championship years on the back of those shirts. You head over to TDAWare.com. Do it right now. TDAWare.com. And you go to the Championship Collections Merch tab. And you collect you. You grab you. You cop you that merchandise today. Showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at TDA. We got a shout-out Jimmy Clay again. Boom, baby. Bam, baby. Jimmy the Batman Clay. That $10 donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate that love there coming from our own Jimmy Clay. But as we get into now final topic of conversation, as much as people throw stones at Nick Saban's NFL at Nick Saban's NFL coaching career, as much as people like to say, oh, Nick Saban flamed out, he didn't work in the league, he was a bust, he didn't win, he was trash, he sucked, he, he, would, he didn't do a thing in the NFL. Keep in mind, Nick Saban coached eight years in the league, and he was actually not—he was actually not as bad. He was actually not as bad as people think he was. Uh, Nick Saban sat through eight NFL drafts. He was in eight green rooms. He had to go through so many evaluations, uh, so much paperwork that that man was put through in uh, dissecting these different players here for the draft. So Saban knows the mind of an NFL owner. He knows the mind of a general manager. He knows the mind of a coach because he's been at it, he's been in it, he's been exposed to it, he's been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and can tell you the life story. Nick Saban knows what's up. So when he's speaking to these respective young men about the NFL draft and about the draft process, he tells them a story of the two most important words when it comes down to the draft. Check out what Nick Saban said in a conversation that he had with the Louisiana Coaches Association on the two most important words associated with the draft. And I tell our players all the time, the two most compelling words in the draft report is and and but. All right, so they read the player, and I'll take a defensive back. All right, he's got quick feet, change of direction, good long speed, can play man-to-man. He's a good tackler. He's got toughness, got really good ball judgment and really good ball skills, and he's a good person. He was a leader on the team. He graduated from school. Coaches loved him. Read the same player, but he had a positive drug test. All right, he had a domestic violence incident with his girlfriend, got in a fight in a bar when he was a freshman. Strength coach said he wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. Uh, who, who, who do you want on your team? And or but? That's Coach Saban. <laughs> that last one was hilarious, but that's Coach Saban just talking about the two most important words in the NFL draft evaluation. So I'm going to react to this because I agree with him. And and it's not just in football, that's in life. You never want to give anybody a chance to doubt you. You never want to give anybody a chance to second guess you. You never want to give anybody a chance to say, buddy, you never want to give anybody a chance to not hire you, to not pick you, to not you know, think well of you. And uh, for me, it's when you look at the NFL draft, I mean, every year around this time, uh, people like to conjure up reasons as to why you shouldn't take this player, as to why you shouldn't draft that player. People dig back into your past for just anything to bring up. I mean, they will go back on your Twitter account and they will dig up tweets from when you were 12 and 13 years old. 
At 12 and 13 years old, you're just trying to figure out life. You're just trying to figure out up from down, north from south, east from west. I'm going to be honest with you. Me at 12 and 13 years old, I was trying to figure out what, what I was going to eat for lunch at school. Was I going to eat chop suey or hot pocket? Because we had some random choices. Was I going to eat uh, barbecue or a crispy chicken sandwich? Uh, I'm trying to figure out what, what my lunch choices are. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which book do I read? Do I read Mo Moby Dick or Huckleberry Finn? I mean, me at 12 and 13 years old, uh, I'm just trying to figure out life. In general, I'm trying to figure out who, who my friends are. Do, do, do they want me to play kickball with them? Are they going to pick me to play basketball? Are they going to pick me to play baseball? Or will I be the last one pick as I was almost every single time in my life? But that's neither here nor there. So the, the, case, the, the point being is you, you never want to give anybody a reason to not want to pick you, to not want to hire you, to not want you to be a part of their of their organization and uh, for the most part the Alabama players have done a pretty solid job of that now of course even when you don't give people a reason not to think less of you people will dig up a reason on their own case in point you look at Devontae Smith Smitty has not given people any reason to doubt him but people just dug up oh my gosh he's 166 pounds nobody's gonna want that Nobody's going to want to draft that. Nobody's going to want to play with that. Because the moment he gets hit, it's all she wrote. Smitty never gave anybody a reason to doubt him, but they just found one on their own peril. And once again, I've said this before, if you pass up on Smitty, you pass on him at your own risk, at your own peril. It's the same thing without Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson has not given anybody a reason to doubt him. But I remember I was surfing through social media a couple days ago, and I see where two anonymous NFL draft scouts, they come out, they come out with, well, Dickerson's not a great athlete. He was on the ground all the time as an offensive lineman. I really don't like his technique. I don't like this or that about him. He has no talent. He's just a guy. And I'm like, where did this foolishness come from? Did you not watch the season? Did you not watch the games? Did you not watch how he perfectly executed five cartwheels at Alabama's Pro Day? I mean, did you, did you not watch how he just manhandled opposing defensive linemen every game he played in? I mean, the reason why he was on the ground, he's a road grader. He has to block the defensive people. I mean, he got, yes, he sustained a slight injury there against Florida in the SEC championship game, but what, what are you basing your thesis? What, what are you basing your information on? That's what I want to know. I mean, I, 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 I understand sometimes it could be a slow news day, but to put out sort of like fake news like this, like where are you getting it here? Like where are you getting it here with this information? But I agree with Coach Saban. You, you, you never want to give people a reason to feel like they're not making the right choice in hiring you. They're not making the right choice in drafting you. They're not making the right choice in uh, presenting you to be the face of the franchise because a a everybody wants a reason to not pick you. Everybody wants a reason to not draft you. Everybody wants a reason to to not take you, to not look at you, to not, um, you know, make you a priority. It's just like in relationships. I mean, girls want the reason. Why should I not date this guy? Is it because of how he look? Is it because of his character? Well, why, why should I not date him? And, and, for, and for fellas, well, why should I not date Shardy? No, Shardy ain't bad, bad. Like, why should I not date her? You know, pe pe people want that reason. So if you don't, give them a reason and you don't provide them with a reason you have a much better chance at uh, accomplishing or achieving the dreams that you want to have and for coach Saban he definitely wants to see all of these young men that he has coached that he has groomed that he has been a father figure to to have big success major success there in the NFL so Saban knows what's up and and but two of the biggest words in the uh Draft, draft, uh, draft evaluation, got a little tongue-tied there process. Be the and person there is what Saban is trying to convey. But as always, Todd Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage here on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store. Your rocking team Apple, Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. 
iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. Got you covered right there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday continuing the conversation that is Bama football. As always, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you're trying to cop the new edition, the print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, which will be shipping soon, coming soon, you can do this by going to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, you become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description. And also, if you're trying to get you that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com, you can get that. You can, you can get that so you can get that link in the in the uh, description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Enjoy the draft on tomorrow, starting on tomorrow. Until next time, folks. Spinning my own words.